you've landed at the Glass Elevator podcast. Thanks for joining. Now, you may have just stumbled upon us on a Sunday afternoon, or you may have come straight from Instagram. Either way, we love the fact you have found us. Hopefully, you'll tune in every week to listen to us, which would be awesome. We are two open and honest sisters discussing normal life with a direct focus on human behaviours and mental health struggles. Hayley and I have a discussion each week on a new topic that we have direct personal experience with. So, expect frank, researched and positive talk. Now, let's not forget, we are sisters and this comes with a natural and normal chit-chat and we do class ourselves as quite funny, although we had no offers to do stand-up just yet. We are chalk and cheese, but come together in a way that seems to work and that you love. If you want to get in touch, head over to our Instagram, The Glass Elevator, or email us at theglasselevator at protonmail.com. Right, better let you get on with all that listening. Hey, it's Hayley here. Before you get on and listen to the next episode, why don't you leave us a five-star review on the Apple podcast? It really helps and it shows that you're enjoying it as well and we can carry on creating more great content. Hi, Hayley here. Welcome to The Glass Elevator, episode 23. Up next, we're going to be talking about defence mechanisms. Yeah, hello. Back again. Hello. <laughs> hello. I, love, I love your start off. Hello, Zayla. Hello. Hello. It's like it's like it's like when a you know a cleaner comes in and sort of you know hello. <laughs> like you're knocking on the door. Hello. It, well, it is a, a bit like that. I'm knocking. Hello. I'm entering. Are, are you listeners ready for me? <laughs> well, we are ready for you. And this is episode twenty-three. This is um. Uh, going back to our original format, which is just talking about mental health struggles and complexities. Um, uh, last week, we had a great uh, slight diversion on what we normally do, talking about how best to search for a um, the right therapist. And I think that's been really uh, well taken and, um, uh, you know, brought up by, you know, individuals. And I think it's been a really good good episode to do slightly outside the well, box, I but think, we're going back in. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's also good is that we are going I think it proves that we just kind of go with the waves and at the end of the day like with the anxiety and COVID we kind of did a few episodes around that we've had a few questions about people we you know we promote therapy on this podcast so we're telling people to you know explore therapy so it kind of made sense to tell them what route to kind of go down Absolutely. so we try and go with the waves a little yeah, bit. yeah exactly just to yeah go with the waves I like it so um, I'm just going to leave you in charge again, Hayley. What? Hey, that face right, suggests that okay. you've got something interesting. I'm, I'm <laughs> just <okay>. does it. <laughs> right. Well, I this week um, I'm going to be talking about defence mechanisms. Right. Now, do I you know this one well? <laughs> you do know it well, right? Okay. Um, so we've all heard, I'm sure, of oh, they're being defensive, you know. You know, we all use those kind of types quite loosely, um, so, actually. In fact, I think you know, sometimes. Well, I think we do use them loosely, but I think there's so many different types of defense mechanisms that we use. So there are so many, I can't list them all. So I've kind of done ten. Some I'll talk about more than others, um, but we'll just go see how we get on with it. Um, so first off, defense mechanisms. Uh, these are behaviors that people use to separate themselves from unpleasant events, actions, or thoughts. Um, so 
What defence mechanisms are you aware of, Claire? To start off, what would be your first defence mechanism that you think, ah, oh, yeah, that's... Well, I push people away very quickly or I can be very... Um... So my, I guess my defence is protecting myself from getting hurt. That's why we have defence mechanisms, right? So... Yeah, so that would be your... That's that's everyone's defense everyone wants to protect themselves so but it's not usually a person we're not uh consciously going i'm going to use this defense mechanism to deal with that situation or it or person it's usually unconscious we just kind of use this stuff and we say defense mechanisms but there are different ones that break things down a little bit so it's interesting you say you push people away and stuff. So I think as we're walking, going through it, you might go, ah, oh, yeah, I do that. Because even as I was going through them all again, I was thinking, yeah, I did that. I'll be honest, though. Like I, had, I mean, I would know that I've always, you know, for me, I feel like I can only be the one that can save myself in that kind of thing. And I would be, I have this mentality, which is, you know, I'd much rather push people away rather than them push me away. I think in that sense, but sometimes yeah. because because of you know our history, I guess, is that we've learned to do that too quick sometimes. <laughs> yeah, so that can be an issue. But well, I think now I'm more self aware of those, so I can see when that's happening, and so I'll step back without pushing away. I'll just step back, um, yeah, and do that rather than doing the push. If you know what I mean. Exactly. And I think, you know, like I said, there is lots and lots of defense mechanisms. So we're just going to go through a few, but it might, you know, uh, inspire you to go, actually, I'm going to look and see what else is about or whatever. So, but these are quite common ones that I've found. Um, so let's start off that defense mechanisms are pretty normal. You know, there are unhelpful ones and there are helpful ones. You know, they have been put in place by us to protect ourselves like you said we don't want to get hurt so we put them there unconsciously to stop us from getting hurt and sometimes they can be really helpful in certain situations or you know if a trauma has happened sometimes we need that defense mechanism until we are ready to deal with the situation further sometimes they're unhelpful if we are not aware that we're doing it and then they can have an impact on our behavior and relationships and that's when it can be unhelpful. So the first one that I think everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, I know this. Denial. Good old denial. <laughs> so how many times have we said, I know, I have, oh, they're in denial. So in denial. <laughs> um, everyone brings that one around. Have you used that mm, one? Yeah. No, I think that's always like a first one, I guess, to come out and sort of, I think, well, I don't do it as much. I think maybe kids do it a lot, you know. First yeah. thing, you know that's the first thing that they do maybe not so many adults now unless yeah I'd say like for instance you know if someone's in a relationship so basically if if you if you are um in to say someone's in denial it's saying that that person isn't aware of things around them which seems quite obvious to other people and sometimes that can be in um relationships we can say people are in denial in relationships when you think God, that guy or that girl, she's she's a nightmare or he's a nightmare. They're just in, de they're in denial. They must just, you know, or the person that mm. you're speaking to is, oh yeah, they're so great. They're fantastic and think they're in denial. So right, it's- Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's not accepting the reality. So it's avoiding reality, even though lots of people around them are 
it seems clear to others. Yeah. So that. that's a, um, so it can protect us from that emotional impact. Maybe we just are not ready to see things yet. Um, but again, if that denial keeps going on and other people around you are going, you know, but that's a big one, denial. Um, we've got repression. Now that's when you're actually, um, you've got these, well, I say unacceptable thoughts or, you know, things that you don't want to deal with, thoughts, mm. feelings, and you try and move them to the unconscious. You do not want to see them. <laughs> you do not want to hear that they're about. So you repress them. Um, the problem is with repressing, repressing things into the unconscious is that the unconscious usually wants to be known. So the thing is when you're repressing yeah. something, it comes out in maybe your behavior or your relationships with other people, but you are, might not necessarily be aware that that's happening. Yeah, because I can instance, understand that. Like you don't, it's not, as, it's not as if you go, I really don't like that. I'm going to repress that and I'm gonna go and put that in that box. You don't generally say that out loud. It's not an active thing. No, that's you don't, it's yeah, like you something don't over time, it represses, like you just don't deal with it. You don't work with it and then. Yeah, and if someone was talking to you about something that makes you feel un, uncomfortable, like I said, I go back like childhood traumas or anything like that, any trauma. And you just think, no, that's left there I've dealt with that I don't need to talk about that that's fine when actually it may come up in certain situations so repression um this is an interesting one the next one projection now I think that everyone has come across this with someone even if you might not realize what it is mm. do you know yeah. what projection is yeah I do know what projection is um and I, th yeah, I think I've done that before and I've been aware of it. And then I can see more clearly when other people are doing it and it's quite um, uncomfortable. Yeah. So projection is when we are holding, when we find things in ourselves that we maybe feel uncomfortable holding ourselves, that we're finding out, we find difficult to accept in ourselves. So what we do is we put that onto someone else, we project it onto somebody else, and we believe that they have those traits. So it's easier for us to deal with seeing it, looking at somebody else. So it could be that you think, oh, that, you know, they're not a very nice person, they're not very, they're not dealing with things, they never listen. Mm. When actually it might be that those are traits in you that you feel uncomfortable admitting. So putting mm. that onto somebody else and saying, they don't listen to me. They're not yeah. very good or whatever. That can be, that's coming from you. So, you're, basically, yeah, so you're basically projecting what your, your yeah. things are and you're kind of placing them and putting them on somebody else yeah. um, as you're airing them. So you're projecting you're airing, them. Yeah, so it's acceptable place because you feel like it's, distance enough for you to deal with them again a lot of this is um subconscious so you just find this stuff that actually if you really were aware of yourself you might go yeah I, i'm that kind of person but to make it but before i like i said the unconscious wants to be known so it displays itself in different ways so you can project this onto somebody else and it makes it easier for you to have a go at that person or comment or criticize and how many times have well i know for me is that when this has happened and you go, but I'm just, I just don't get it because I'm not like that at all. I don't understand that. Like, I think we've all been on the receiving end when we go, 
I don't get it. You yeah. know, that's not me. Um, that's more like them. They do that. Yeah. Well, that's if that's true and you really do not do any of that stuff, well, that person is projecting their things that they feel unacceptable onto you. Mm. So that's an people, yeah, I think we know a few people like that. Oh God. No more than a few. But I think a lot of people, and even people are guilty of doing it, you know, it's not, you know, it's just natural. But it's good to be aware of if you're always the person that's either going, why do they keep saying that to me? I'm really not like that. In fact, they're like that. Then look into it a little bit more. Maybe that person is projecting and they're sitting with uncomfortable feelings. Now, this is a really common one. Now, I am guilty of this one. Good. Um, Good that you're guilty of one. Oh, I'm guilty of a few. I've done a lot of these. Um, Displacement. Oh, I've heard of this one. Okay. So you're annoyed with your husband or your boyfriend or girlfriend and you start slamming those kitchen doors. You start (laughs) shouting at the dog. You start, the kids come in and you have a go at them and you have a go at any object or person that feels not but like is in that threat. space at that time that's not a threat so you don't have to have that uncomfortable conversation with that person so it doesn't have to be in a relationship it could be at work you could be finding it um hard to confront your boss or whatever and it's really really frustrating you get home you've had a really bad day and you come in and go do you know what this house is a mess i hate this place <laughs> no one does anything that, and sounds, like, that sounds like our mum <laughs> yes well there you go displacement oh, oh i'll let her know well that is except that is a really good example is that you just you come in and you have a go how many times oh come on why doesn't anyone move any of this i'm sick of this no one does this <laughs> this That's literally like, feels like our childhood you're saying it all out loud move out the way get out the way god so outside it, move it's, so it's putting um that frustration um, and directing them at an, an object or other people that are not seen as a threat, but actually you're avoiding the actual person that you're annoyed at. And yeah. that is called displacement. So I now think, I think that's it, quite common. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's quite common. I mean, but I'm very self-aware of that now. So for instance, um, sometimes it's not people that make me um, like do that. It could be, so for instance, very silly example. Um, I get infuriated if I see my, I walk past my daughter's room and it just, and if it's a mess, like if it's a really bad mess, like it it just hits me straight away that I'm angry about it. Like that I'm not, like I'm annoyed. Mm. And um, I immediately just take it out on her. Like, like not, like not really bad. I just sort of have to go. That's a you know, Isabel. I've seen this mess. Like blah, 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 you know this. And then then she might turn around and say, "Mom, like where 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 is this come like from? Like you didn't say anything." When I was like, so now I say, "Okay, that's fair enough." <laughs> For some reason, your room made me very angry, very quickly, <laughs> and I don't know where that came from because I wasn't angry just before. So that's fair. You know, so there's something that triggers you, but yeah, at least you're saying it me. to her. So if that yeah. was getting you angry and then you went downstairs and thought, oh, you know, to your partner, I can't believe this. You haven't tidied the kitchen. I'm yeah. dirt, you know, then that would be displacement. But you're actually yeah. talking about it with the yeah. person that you're annoyed with. So that's healthy and that's yeah, good. Okay, but good. like you said, your way of relating 
is you've worked on that so instead of just having a go you've realized that actually it might be nice to give that person a little bit of a warning or a time to say actually i'm a little bit doesn't sit right with me can we maybe have time to yeah. tidy that room before i really actually i'm thinking blow. about what you're saying now is that, and i think sometimes i've definitely had conversations with my partner who's turned around and said like i'm just walking around i might be banging things you know <laughs> you know like this and then I might be short and start, you know. Yeah. And then he might say, look, what? Is everything all right? What's going, right? On? <laughs> what's going yeah. on? Because, you know, you were fine like 20 minutes ago. Like, what's happened? Tell me what's happened. Um, and I'm like, nothing, 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 this. <laughs> yes. So yeah. that's, that is a good, so I think that's very common. Mm, that's very common. And, and normal, I, to be I think aware. normal human behavior. That's, that that's should, not, that's, yeah, but yeah. again, these defense mechanisms our normal behavior because they're trying to protect ourselves so really we don't want to confront that person um at that time because it might be that we think do you know what it's going to cause more problems than it's worth so we're trying to protect ourselves so these are all normal but again it's being aware of it so thinking actually can i have that conversation because it's really bugged me and i'm now taking it out you know on the cupboards so can i speak <laughs> about it or whatever so it's being aware that that's what you're doing um the next one is regression so sometimes this can happen i am not like this but it's um if you're feeling threatened or anxious or anything like that you can um, start acting younger than you are so it might be that people start getting their favourite blanket or their teddy or they might start sucking their thumb or watching programmes maybe that they used to when they were younger. Little things like that that make them feel maybe safe and secure, stuff like yeah. that. So that can be, um, that's a defence mechanism because again, you're trying to self-soothe, you're trying to protect yourself. And I but guess that's going not something going I do. In, yeah, they're going into a, uh, into a, less responsible position you know yes. like that means that if they're this this weak you know vulnerable person that you know people can't ask too much of them you know yes yeah no that's right so I think that does play a part in that regression it's saying I'm vulnerable you know I need this comfort and like you said people might go if we're looking back I think a few episodes ago few episodes ago when we were talking about transactional analysis about that parent child so if you go yeah. in that child it might encourage someone to go in the adult response so you could be yeah. looked after yeah um the next one now i am guilty of this as well oh good um, I'm, I'm glad it's good to see some of these guilty ones Haley. <laughs> i feel like i always give up my whole life on, not, on these I, and then, seriously and then, some of this thing everyone's like oh it's your said. sister claire she's a right loony She's a complete crazy for Yes, then but I don't like, tell you that they've said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love it. I love right, it. number six, dissociation. Okay. So when you're splitting Familiar. a part of, the, of yourself uh, to avoid emotional distress. So it could be that you're, you're postponing the feelings that would normally accompany a situation. Now, I definitely do this in later years. Um, for instance, it's interesting because I used to have, not 
issues but I think like endings are not very good for me I don't like goodbyes with people um like you know I'd get attached with people on holiday and then when they had to leave at the airport I'd be like oh man this is hard um so what happens now is that as I've got older I've kind of split that bit off so I look you know so endings I can be quite right okay everything's happened that's how the reason so I've kind of dissociated myself with that kind of part and I think that can be any part of you so it could be that you know I don't know whether you can relate to that at all dissociation where you can split a part of yourself off where you think that normally would cause a reaction in this situation or I'd normally feel something but actually I've stopped myself on purpose I don't get yeah, too I attached think, well, to it. I mean, I guess if I'm going to try and make it something to my life, I would say that I would probably do that because I am able now to um, connect with the bigger picture right. um, better. So I probably don't cut it off or slice it off, like you say, you know. No, but it's just a part of like terminology, like splitting it. So putting it in a part where you think, right, I don't attach too much emotion to that now. Yeah, I think I probably do that too. I think I I find that I've just sort of see the bigger picture. I get it when you like, you know, one of the things you meet people on holiday, whatever else, you know, that kind of thing. Um, like, or- I suppose, like if I was to use an example, I would probably say I disassociate. I just in everyday is, life. No, <laughs> no, but it's it's probably like um, family. <laughs> That's more, it's probably that's like quite, um, the whole family. family. No, um, <laughs> but that's a where to, oh, to me it brings up a lot of triggers for me. So I've yeah. been able to kind of write, okay, I need to put that. I think it's also may um, what is it the word? I always say it wrong. Compartmentalize. Yeah, compartmentalize. That yeah. So I think that's kind of joins in with that feeling as well. Is that you're able to kind of put that away and also right I'm working now this I'm doing that and I don't let anything spill into the other yeah I think that's a good that is good because I think as you as you become older you you learn to accept that things are out of your control and you yeah know, and especially with family you've been I guess brought up potentially to say mm. family are oh, that's it that's it that's it whereas unfortunately in some cases that isn't the case and um yeah you know, you you have to really separate yourself from what everybody thinks is the norm. Family is, you know, number one. Mm. Um, to suddenly going, well, actually, yeah, I, I can see that, and I believe that, and in in my immediate, my children, all that, I, that's what I focus on. But yeah. I, but also another part of me doesn't believe that that's the case. Yeah, and so yeah, you would actively have to separate that, wouldn't you? Because Otherwise, yeah. you would just let it filter into your it, current life. That That's exactly it. So I think, you know, that's quite a good one to look into. Uh, the next one is sublimation. Oh. Now, this is... Is that subordination or no? Sub, sub, what is sublimation. It? Subli. It's got an L in it. Sub, yeah, sublimation. Oh, okay, cool. Yep. You're making me doubt myself, man. I was sitting well, there thinking, yeah, that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here um, for. <laughs> Right. Well, this is also very, very common is um, it's transforming negative emotions into positive actions. For, so, for instance, um, 
if someone you know was um, killed by a drunk driver, for instance, your initial reaction to would be maybe to see this person in jail and kill them and right, do all of these really horrible stuff. But then a lot of people to um, get through that might start up a campaign to uh, protect that part of the road that they're person was killed on so they so might they, want they drive their focus to, to other into other, something yeah. positive so they might so a lot of charities have probably been built by sublimation yeah by so, someone kind of having a tragedy and then p- putting it into something positive yeah it's funny um, i'm actually speaking to a woman this week um and she her name is lucy heard and she was uh she sadly lost her little boy um he drowned in a pool and um, and unfortunately, she um, when she went, her husband went to obviously get um, parental sort of leave or a compassionate leave. He was only given two weeks, I think, or less than that. Um, and and obviously, she wasn't given. You know, as a parent, you're only given two weeks. I think, yeah, two weeks parental leave for a bereavement as you know, as a child. And um, she obviously it wasn't enough for her, so she then went and built this, you know, fort the law it took her 10 years but she there's now a law in place um um just trying to see it find it now actually um she's the uh yeah she there you go um yeah so there you go so she's um jack's law it is basically where they um they will receive um Employed parents who lose a child under 18 will receive... Oh, no, actually, it was less than two weeks. God, that's really bad, isn't it? So she basically... You would have less than two weeks, I think two or four days that they gave her off and her husband off. And they... Yeah, I know. And, of course, that takes a lot to do with all of the paperwork, but they they managed to um, fight the law. And uh, after 10 years, she's managed to have Jack's Law, which basically enables um, children under 18, every parent who loses a child under 18 will receive statutory two weeks leave under that act and it will come into force right. and it came into force on the 6th of April 2020. Yeah, there you go. Wow, right. So that is a perfect example how something yeah. tragic or uh, negative can be turned into something positive and using all those negative emotions or, you know, fighting against self to do something good. Yeah. Um, so that's a perfect example. Um, number eight, humour. Now, I think the yeah. first one that everyone maybe thinks of is Chandler from Friends. Yes. You know, when he goes, oh, act stupid. And then he said a, a few times, I used humor as a defense mechanism. So uh, <laughs> that's a perfect example if you want to see it being used because it's always me and you use that, trying maybe. to avoid a um, uncomfortable situation or anything like that. And you can just add a bit of humor. Um, I do remember when my uh, my children were very young and I was really not in a great place when I was looking after them and I was pretty down. And then um, I just remember kind of everyone going, oh, yeah, is everything okay? And I'm like, yeah, you know, everything's absolutely bad. It's not great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like just disappearing. But <laughs> yeah, but, you know, so hey. fantastic. Parenting is so fantastic. Um, and everyone was like, because they see you smiling and maybe making a joke, they kind of go, right, okay, she's all right. 
Yeah. Um, exactly. So that was my kind of view, you know. Um, so, yeah, I do use that quite a bit. And again, it's quite common. Um, withdrawal, that's removing yourself from events and interactions uh, where you know might make you feel uncomfortable. That's so, okay. again, that's, that's, so that's, that's what you kind of mentioned earlier, taking a step back, maybe not getting as involved. Again, that's used um, a lot with anxiety as well, creating those kind of safety nets that can be um, similar to a defense mechanism. You're trying to protect yourself from any further hurt or being uncomfortable or anxiety. Um, last one I've got on my list is intellectualization. Wow. So, What's yeah. that one? I was, I was so impressed. I got that right on the first take. Into intellectualization. Oh, you had to think about it. I did have to think about it and add the yeah. L in, but I did it. So that's um, focusing on the intellectual. So it could be, for instance, uh, someone's being diagnosed with a illness. So again, they might go straight to the facts, right? So what can we do about this? What are the operations in place? What are we doing? You know, that can really help. Um, so stepping away from the emotions again, sticking to the facts. I've kind of put um, business-like you know, how are we going to deal with this? What are we doing? And blah, blah, blah. So that's intellectualization. Oh, yeah. Yeah, intellectualization. Yeah, I can't do it. Right do of the it. day. I'm going to use day. that again. Yeah, do it. Do it. You're going to find those... that that word's going to come up several times in the next few. Like, I'd never use this word ever. And now it's like <laughs> in my everyday conversation. <laughs> You're going to want to use it. Um, yeah. But those are the 10 that I've chosen. But like I said, there are so many out there. So it's definitely worth giving a little bit of an explore and seeing what fits in. Because actually by finding out or being aware of the dispense mechanisms that you're using can really help um, relate to other people and improve your relationships and behaviors and find out where things, you know, why you're doing things it might just you might just put it down as oh that's just my personality when actually you could yeah. be protecting yourself which is absolutely fine it's so normal to want to protect yourself but also is it having an impact on other things around you and if it is then again therapy think- might be the key or exploring it and you know exploring these a little bit further I agree. I think that's, um, I think defense mechanism is not, I mean, it, I think it's an everyday thing. Don't look at it and mm. think, oh, I'm doing this. This must be something wrong with me. It's just normal things. We've all come home from a bad day and we've taken it out on other people or, you know, um, you know, dealt with certain things or pushed people away or, you know, disassociated ourselves or intellectualized ourselves. Oh, <laughs> bam, she's on fire. Bam, bam. Um, so yeah it's about being that bringing that awareness where you may have used that for instance displacement come in and shouted because the bin hasn't been taken out now you might just be thinking I'm angry because that bin hasn't been taken out where maybe if you just delve a little bit deeper it could be that you think you know what it's because I've something's happened at work or something's happened before I've got here or something's bubbling under the surface so even though I'd like the bin out would it really, does it really validate this amount of... Uh, yeah, emotion. So I think, uh, also, I think um, sometimes it doesn't need to be so angry either. Like it could just be no. someone completely changing their persona and becoming off, just off, you know, for long periods, maybe. Um, yes. Right, okay. 
so we shall end with a smile. We will, and we will see well. you. We'll yes. Humour is that defensive mechanism. We're going to use that humour. If anyone's feeling uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, if anyone's feeling uncomfortable, here it is. We hope you enjoyed oh the goodness. episode. Thanks very much. And we will see you next week. See Bye. you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. I'm being defensive right now, Hayley. How do you think that one was? Did it go okay? <laughs> no, not. We had a good fun at the end. I mean, we do use humour, I think, for a defence. Um, sometimes I know of you to put in humour purposely as a defence to filter future friendships. Um, <laughs> so um, it's all used in certain ways. Um, but yeah, I think a very good, interesting topic to bring up and I hope people have found it useful. Yes, definitely. Um, I know that I've picked out a few thinking, yeah, I definitely use them. And like we always say, awareness is key. Defence mechanisms are helpful and can be unhelpful. It's up to you to explore and decide what is working for you. Yep, absolutely right. See you next week, everyone. Bye. See you next week. Bye. Oh, and just one last thing. What we really do need is your help. And I don't normally like to ask for help, but this time we really do need it. If you pop along to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review, this really helps our podcast get seen. And it means that everyone else and other people can learn and hear it too. If you're able to do that, that would be awesome.